Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Tell Anyone. Have you told anyone you're not supposed to? I'm just kidding. Of course, it's fine to tell whoever you want. I actually thought it was so cool. I saw um, most shared beside one of the Spotify episode titles. I don't even know what that means, but I thought it would just be so cute if you were like, oh, this part reminded me of you. This red flag, you sent it someone, this reminded me of you. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm just so happy that you guys are joining me again today. And today we are ringing in the new year by talking about what is in or out for the new year. Um, and just quick side note before I begin, I began this episode by fixing my bangs a ton. I mean, obviously it's not in the recording, but bangs have kind of been in. Have you noticed? And I foresee that the, they'll still be in for at least maybe the first half of the year. But then I think when they kind of grow out for a lot of people, we might just kind of go back to a side bang kind of thing, just because it's so much easier. But for now, I am loving the bangs. Anyways, I have a little bit of a list <laughs> of, yeah, things we're leaving behind in 2023, things we are taking with us into 2024, which is a frighteningly large number to say, given that I still don't see any flying cars around, huh? What's that all about? Where are they, Elon Musk? Oh, you're giving us Twitter porn bots and we can't have a little flying car running around? What's up with that, huh? Anyways, don't let me get started about Twitter slash X slash whatever. It went from X to triple X, if you know what I mean. <laughs> don't get me started on that. I could do a whole goddamn episode on Twitter. And personally, that is always my New Year's resolution as a social media app that I want to leave behind. Maybe not entirely, but at least a little bit. Like just, just disconnect. We're going to start off with the things that we are leaving behind in 2023. The things that are out for 2024. And the first thing that I have jotted down here is negative self-talk. That's right. That's right, I know, we all love a little bit of self-deprecating humor. Haha, ha, I'm so XYZ, I'm so sad and ugly and a piece of big old shit. <laughs> but I think it's fine. Do you guys hear my cats literally fighting out there? Oh my lord. Anyways, I think it's just so played out. It's tired, I'm sorry, it is. And... I think we've been doing this for enough time and enough years to realize, oh my God, wait a second, the way that I think and talk about myself actually just becomes the way that I see myself actually just becomes the way that I am. I'm not even kidding. Like our speech informs our perception and sometimes then informs our reality. It's frightening. So we can't run around talk about like talking shit about ourselves all the time. We need to leave that behind a little bit, okay? And it's especially dangerous because we are oftentimes rewarded for speaking negatively about ourselves, whether that be in our friend groups or especially on social media. 
oh, how the self-deprecating humor does numbers. I know. And it's okay to do a little bit of that here and there. Everybody loves a little joke, and it's good not to take ourselves too seriously. But I fear that for a lot of us, it's become too much. And we're going to need to reel it back, okay? Instead of saying, oh, I'm so bad at expressing myself, say, I'm working on how I express myself because I want to be eloquent. All in all, let's be a little bit more mindful about how we talk about ourselves. And this might sound weird. Um, I feel like making insecurities your entire personality, at least me personally, I'm tired of being insecure. Like, ugh. We're in a world that imposes insecurity on us constantly. And it stops us from doing so many of the things that we want to do or so many of the things that we love. I want to start seeing what my life would look like if I just let go of all of that. Okay, it's just not cute anymore. It's not. That's my personal opinion. And if you're with me, let's go. Okay, we're in our confident eras. We're in our degaff mood eras, okay? I just don't care anymore. How many bowel movements a day do you have? For me, it's one. Every day after I have a little matcha or I start eating or whatever, I have a great little bowel movement. Why am I talking about this? Just follow me, okay? I have one beautiful little shit a day and I can't run around giving that to everybody who asks, okay? I've only got one shit per day. I'm not going to give it to some random motherfucker on Twitter. I'm not going to give it to someone who couldn't care less about me. I'm not going to give it to someone whose opinion I think is horrendous, okay? You've only got so many shits and fucks and cares that you can divvy up throughout your day. And I'm just going to keep them to myself a little bit more. Okay, thank you very much. Moving on, kind of in line with number one. Number two, what is out for next year? People pleasing. Yup, that's right. People pleasing. Wanting everybody to like us all the time, forever, in perpetuity, across the universe and galaxies. It's just not realistic. And frankly, listen. This is coming from <laughs> someone who has made people-pleasing her whole fucking job. Like, really think about it. I've been going through this whole, like, identity crisis where I'm like, God damn, I really grew up in an industry and profession where my whole line of work has been built around trying to make people happy and make sure that they like me. And as much as I love what I do and I love interacting with people... At some point, I started recognizing like, whoa, 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 whoa. The more I try to people please, in certain instances, the further away I get from who I really am or the things that I want. And so from a resident or president, okay, people pleaser, <laughs> president people pleaser clocking in, um, I'm telling you guys, it's tired. It is so tired. And at some point, you start feeling like you are betraying yourself in order to make other people happy. And for what? And for what? 
to continue a cycle where people continue to have these unrealistic expectations of you in your personal life, in your private life, in your professional life. That's right. You keep giving them here, 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 here. And if you're not watching the video, when I say here, um, I am signaling high, <laughs> upwards, a high standard, okay? Sure, hold yourself to a high standard, one that you like and are okay with, but set those damn boundaries. And sometimes when people expect something of you, oh, you hear those voices? You can't listen all the time. You can't make people like you all of the time. For me personally, I've been working really hard on just being more okay with people not liking me. Because guess what? I don't like a lot of you bitches either. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. See, that's a people-pleasing tendency. That's the Canadian in me coming out going, I'm so sorry that I made a funny that some people might not like. In reality, I'm not sorry. Those who get the joke, get the joke, love you. And those who want to take a joke too seriously, suck on a popsicle that I hope is your favorite flavor. You feel me? But yes, I've been working really hard on this because it does not come naturally to me. Um, the way that I was raised, uh, the profession that I'm in, all of these things, I just want to make people happy. I just want people to like me and to be at peace and all of these things. But I'm at a point now where I realize, wait a second, people pleasing is actually taking me away from my peace because now whether or not I'm at peace is dependent on other people. Uh-uh-uh, your peace has to depend on yourself. You gotta be a mountain in the storm. You can't be like, oh, it's sunny now, let me be sunny. Oh, it's rainy, let me be rainy. Uh-uh, I'm a mountain, bitch. And I'ma just stay a mountain, I am me. And I, I just wanna be me, that's it. And if you like me, love you. And if you don't like me, all good. Really, like genuinely, all good. <laughs> Actually, there's one thing that I'd love to recommend for anyone who might be on a similar journey as me. I've been reading this book. Uh, it's called The Courage to Be Disliked. Great book. And it's written as a conversation between like, you know, a wise older guy and more of a rebellious young spirit who's like, but that doesn't make sense. But I don't get this. And it's almost like that little voice inside of you that's like, but I just want people to like me. And, you know, it's not realistic to just be yourself all the time. So you really see that back and forth. And I feel like it's helped me find a good middle ground that I can move forward with. So recommend checking that out if you're on a similar journey. All right. Numero tres. What is out in 2024? Uh, never double checking information and just spreading it like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As... As many of my TikTok lovers will know, how many of us have gotten our latest fun fact from TikTok? I know I have. But how many of us have actually double-checked that fun fact before spreading it around? I know I don't all the time. <laughs> and to be honest, as easy as it is to just hop up on a phone camera and start yapping and sharing that, when it comes to in-person conversations and you start sharing certain information, people are going to turn to you and be like, Oh, where did you hear that? And saying from a TikTok is just not that reliable. Bitch, cite your sources. Cite your sources. <laughs> 
And I know we only really have like Google, but even Googling something after hearing it, that's a great other step to take. That's better than nothing. Genuinely, it really, really is. Like do that, do that and pad a piece of information with a little bit more knowledge so you can feel like it's a really concrete thing to share and you can feel confident sharing it is much better than knowing 100 things half-assed and being like, oh, well, I'm actually not sure. Double check. Okay. Thank you very much. Next up. Okay. Something that I personally would like to see less of, and I actually even see the algorithm rewarding this. And something else that I am a major culprit of, okay? Listen, when I talk shit, sometimes I'm talking about myself too. Don't think I'm talking down. I'm talking equal. <laughs> Only posting hot and or posed photos, especially on Instagram, okay? I'm tired of it. And I get it. We all want to look our bests. Our bests? Plural, best, whatever. We all want to look our best. We want to put forth the best version of ourselves. And I mean, especially given the situation or circumstance that I'm in, I know if I post something unflattering, random motherfuckers will come out of the woodworks. Oh my God, you look like this. You look like that. And so what? And so what? That's right. But ultimately, what I'm trying to say is not just like post unflattering things of yourself. What I'm trying to say is more so post things that tell me more about who you are than just that you either are hot or can look hot. Like, for example, for me, I wouldn't run around. I would not run around saying, oh, I'm hot. I'm hot. I'm hot. But like I could probably make myself look hot and take a nice photo, right? And I feel like typically that's what we think Instagram is for. And it kind of has been for that for a long time. But now I feel like I want more and I resonate more with content that shows me something unique about someone, like an experience they went on or them being a little silly or a fun hobby that they have or, you know, a unique accessory that they have or something relating to their culture or a cool outfit or what have you, more so than just, me at my perfect angle, that same 45 degree angle all the time. <laughs> if you know, you know, you know. So for me, yeah, I just feel like we're a little bit tired of hot, 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 hot. And we want a little funny. We want a little cute. We want a little wholesome from our content or our photos. Okay, actually, I should have put this disclaimer at the beginning of the video, but I'm gonna just put it now. And if we wanna put it at the beginning, cool beans. And if we wanna put it now, cool beans. Everything that I say is my personal opinion. I never mean to demean anything or anyone or whatever that people are doing. It's just what I would love to see more of in this upcoming year and would love to see less of in this upcoming year. Okay, okay. Next up. Something I am done with is letting small things on the internet piss me off and letting myself be taken on an absolute roller coaster of emotions through clickbait titles and tweets and whatever else the heck. I feel like I'm so desensitized. How many times have you seen something online and you've had a huge reaction to it and then you actually find out what happened 
and it either wasn't that deep or wasn't that big of a deal or it gets resolved as if nothing ever really happened, you know? And you're just taking on these huge roller coasters over and over and over. And you want to know why this happens? It's because these goddamn algorithms know, they know that they can abuse our emotions and get us like really engaged into things by pissing us off, by making us upset, by making us really sad. They know that we will look into these things for a long period of time that keeps us engaged for a long period of time and on their apps for longer. It's all about retaining our attention. Well, my attention is exhausted. It's so exhausted. And so now I'm going to try to be more deliberate with the things that I even care about or believe or see online. And I know it's really hard. It's really hard, isn't it? But I will do my best because I, I, again, I've only got one shit. I'd be divvying it up so damn much. Uh-uh. I have one shit and it, uh, in, instead of giving one twentieth of my shit to 20 different things throughout the day, I want to give the whole shit to one thing. Was this a bad metaphor? <laughs> I'm just out here talking about shit, but like you get it, right? You get it. And it kind of makes sense because I can't just create another shit every day. I mean, if you have that many bowel movements, you can, but you've only got so many cares you can give for a day. And I'd rather give the whole thing to something that I really want to care about, okay? This also applies to, um, ugh, this also applies to just stupid fucking comments. Okay, pardon my language, but fuck ass comments. And you know what I mean. You know those fuck ass comments that are made by fuck-ass people. <laughs> and here's the thing. I've come to just accept that somewhere out there, there is an infinite spawn of dumb people, okay? And I really thought like, hey, I could make a difference by trying to prove these dumb people wrong. No, you're not going to convince someone by arguing with them. Yes, existing in certain industries and just doing what you want, no matter what people say, that, that makes a difference. And really creating communities with people who hear you and who agree and who are with you, that makes a difference. But fighting the people who disagree or are dumb or who hate you, it doesn't do shit. Because again, they just keep spawning. I don't know where. <laughs> I really don't know where they come from. But they do, they do keep spawning. And I'm just letting go of the responsibility of having to fix them. Okay? I am no longer Captain Save-A-Ho. I am Captain let the hoe do what they want to do. And I'll be here if someday they want to hear me out or someday they want to be a part of the community. I'm here. But for now, you stay over there. I'll stay here. If I see you say or do some dumb shit, whatever, scroll. Scroll, not my problem. There's a saying, I think it's like, not my circus, not my monkeys. Is that the saying? Or not my monkeys, not my circus? Essentially, someone's being a kooky head not my responsibility. Bye. Bye.
Au revoir. Have a good day. This next one is so real. Okay. And this might pain some of you guys to hear. And if it does, I'm sorry. But this one is so real. Okay. The next thing that is out for 2024, not saying thank you when you're complimented. Yep. Yep. Just say thank you. Just accept the compliment. Like, stop fighting me because I said that you're cute or I like your shirt or you look nice today. Respectfully, your childhood trauma of feeling inadequate, which I also have, is not my problem. And we can't resolve that here. We can resolve that in therapy. But when I say I like something, just say thank you. Because I don't want to do the whole, I like this. No, you don't mean that. I do. I do really like, I think it looks great on you. No, 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 this. You're lying. You're just flattering. Oh, I can't. You might just be shy. Or, you know, you might have a hard time accepting compliments. Trust me, I get it. Been there. But when someone else is listening in on it, you sound arrogant and this back and forth sounds annoying respectfully. It does. It does. So let's just stop. I am giving this compliment to you and I promise you it's genuine. Say thank you. Let's move on. <laughs> Seriously though, like I don't like being in that back and forth. I also don't like causing the back and forth. Like I've tried really hard to be like, thank you so much and returning the compliment. Okay. Just build that process in your mind and it becomes easier. I don't like being in that back and forth, and I don't like overhearing that back and forth. In a social dynamic, it's just not fun. It's not pleasant to see, um, and it kind of brings the mood down. Ooh, this is a lovely thing that I learned in improv class, which if, you, if you've never taken, improv class is just a class where you literally learn how to improvise better, um, how to have a better back and forth, whether that's within like a play or while acting or while making content, what have you. One of the first things that they teach you is yes and, sorry, I had a hiccup. Yes and instead of like no but. And what that means is when someone's talking, try to always say like yes and. Yes, I see what you're saying and let me add on to it. Instead of no, 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 but. You know, it's like a force against as opposed to a positive force that is in addition. Try to be a yes and kind of person. No buts, just bring the moods down, okay? Next up. I am so done with this for 2024 and I hope you guys are in agreement. Hustle culture. Yeah, especially with this whole like manosphere rhetoric of if you don't have a Lambo by 21, what are you even doing? Wake up and grind and ran and man and and the little muscle emoji. And it's like, bro, capitalism is out. Work-life balance is in. We are tired. <laughs> and we just went through a pandemic. So there is like this looming pressure of, oh, my God. We can kind of die at any time because we almost just did die out of nowhere. Is that just me? Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Um, on the real though, I just think, and listen, some people may not want to hear this from me because I went through my grind years and I'm in a place where, you know, it, it's easier for me to say this because I'm financially stable. 
but I'm hoping that it's, it's kind of like one of those situations where like the CEO of McDonald's tells you that he doesn't even eat McDonald's. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not that I'm the CEO of grind culture. Jesus Christ, I don't want that title. But I want to tell you that even in my position, oh, that pressure never stops. It never, ever, ever, ever stops. So we need to draw those boundaries ourselves. We need to decide what is enough for me and stick to it. The sticking to it is the hard part. I won't even lie. But that is a big goal of mine for next year. And I've already been implementing it in some ways. I've been saying no to certain things. I've been outlining like, this is enough. I don't need to just yearn for more, 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 and trying to do things for myself, not for the approval of others, not to look like I'm hustling and grinding to everybody else. Those things. Also, I think social media makes this so much worse because we've never been in a day and age where it is easier for us to see thousands of people doing thousands of different things at once. And I swear it gives us a sense of like decision paralysis where it's like, oh my God, do I need to be going to the gym more? Do I need to start a startup? Do I need to start a drop shipping business? Do I need to do Pilates? Do I need to go back to school? Because we are constantly seeing people constantly do different things. Whereas imagine if we lived in like a little village and we had a community of like 20 people around us that we saw constantly, you know, we would see one guy and be like, oh yeah, he's going to school. And this guy is doing this and that guy's doing that. But no one person is doing 20 things at once because that's just not realistic. And we wouldn't be confronted with so many different options all the time and so many voices telling us to do these things all the time. So, <sighs> yeah. I think managing what you see on social media helps manage those pressures too. We got a couple more and then we'll move on to what is in. Um, one other thing that is out, phobias. Yeah. Homophobia, transphobia, fuck it, even arachnophobia. Can we just let people and spiders live and let live? You know what I mean? Let people live and identify and do as they please. I just never really understood hating on marginalized groups of people. Do you not have anything better to do with your time? And I'm just gonna leave it there, period. Okay. This one is another short and sweet, um, going back to your ex. I said what I said and I'm gonna leave it there. For the audio listeners, when I said I said what I said, I leaned in. And I'm going to leave it there, okay? <laughs> Two more. One, ghosting people. Yeah. Can we just move past ghosting people? Can we just have a little human decency? It's really not that hard to have a five-minute text-based conversation to let someone know that you don't want to see them anymore. Are you kidding me? You can't handle five minutes of discomfort to make sure that you are treating someone else with human decency and just a little bit of respect, someone who gave you their time and effort, someone whose time and effort you also gave, like, and you know what? I understand it might not be easy. So I'm gifting you 
with a script. Yep, that's right. If you don't know what to say to someone that you don't really want to see anymore, and you maybe think of ghosting them, don't. Let's be nice. Let's stay on Santa's nice list. Here's a little template. Hey, hope you're doing well. I wanted to be honest with you and say that although I really enjoyed our time together, unfortunately, I don't feel we're compatible enough for this to work out long term. You did nothing wrong. I think you're a lovely person and I genuinely hope you find the right person for you. Wish you all the best. Take care. That's it. That's all it takes to not cause someone a bunch of uncertainty, insecurity, like negative feelings for potentially weeks on end. Giving someone a little closure can go so far, okay? Can we do that? It's, it's just not cool to ghost, okay? Thank you very much. The last thing that I personally think we should leave behind is cringe. And I don't mean cringe things. I mean the word cringe or overusing the word cringe because goddamn, is it overused. People stay calling anything that they don't like cringe. Reading is cringe. The color blue is cringe. Let's say people think BTS fans are cringe. And BTS fans think that BTS haters are cringe. Is anything really cringe in this scenario besides the scenario as a whole? No, because cringe is subjective. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's cringe. I would like for us to revert the definition of cringe back to like secondhand embarrassment, okay? That term is okay, like you kind of get it. If someone like falls and trips in front of a bunch of people, oh, that hurt a little bit, right? But calling something cringe just because you don't like it, especially publicly, like you want to say it to a friend, okay, maybe. Contextually, that might make sense. But I am just so tired of seeing people hate or shit on people for enjoying a thing harmlessly. Snooze, bro. You go get a hobby. Go do something with your time. It's just so lame. Don't kill the part of you that's cringe. Kill the part of you that cringes. Because cringe is just like being afraid of vulnerability. Because yeah, vulnerability is hard and weird and whatever. But let's not, let's not insult each other with that term, okay? Anyways, that was my not so little list of things that are out. Let me kind of speed run things that are in, things that we want more of in 2024, okay? One, <laughs> reading. Yeah. Not to say we weren't literate before or that we weren't reading before, but reading is really in now. Here are some reasons why reading is in, okay? One, everything in our lives now revolve around screens. Before, Maybe your social life was a bit more in-person. Maybe how you relaxed was a bit more relating to in-person things. Or maybe your work did not involve screens. But today, in this day and age, whether you're working, whether you're socializing, whether you're taking a break, 
every aspect of our lives seems to be connected to screens somehow. And so we simply need something that acts as a break from all the screens. That reminds me of that TikTok sound or that TikTok sound that's like, want a break from the screens? Want a break from the screens? Want a break from the screens? Okay, then read. Seriously, reading is great. On top of that, we all know it's so bad to be on your screen before bed because the blue light from your screen makes you more awake and it makes it harder to sleep. And so before bed, every night I be reading. It's still entertaining, but it also makes me want to sleep. It's great. Essentially, reading has just become even more beneficial to us. It's already on its own very beneficial. But given our modern day lifestyle, it's become that much more beneficial that I just feel it's so in. It's also so fun to bring a little booksy around on the train, in an Uber, waiting for an appointment, and you're just reading. It's like a storyline that you bring with you throughout your life. It's really, really great. And it's super fun to recommend books. It is so, so fun to be like, hey, I read this and it reminded me of you, or maybe you'll be interested in this, or have you been reading anything recently? Last reason why, we all know book talk is popping. Okay, in relation to recommending books, my last point, people love book talk. And yeah, sometimes it's a bit revolves too much around trends as opposed to like an actual the, the actual substance of a book or how good it is but that's with every kind of niche or what have you ultimately there's so many recommendations out there reading books has become more of a fun hobby you can find online or in-person communities around reading reading is just so hot and in like imagine a hot person. Okay, just imagine your type looking sexy. Now imagine them reading. <sighs> just that much hotter, right? Anyways, next up, word of mouth. And I want to preface this by saying there is an Instagram page or this guy. His username is JT Firstman, and he does an ins and outs list for every new year. Really, really funny. I recommend you check it out. This <laughs> was on his list and I could not agree more. Word of mouth, so in. Because in a day and age where we are bombarded with sponsored posts, with people recommending things, with TikTok shop, with blah, 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 we're just so over online recommendations. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's bought into the hype of many products being recommended online only to not even really fucking like them that much, okay? So we're gonna go back to just using things our friends recommend. Oh, I really like your eyeshadow today. What are you using? Cause you see it in person. They're not trying to sell you shit. They just, you know, it's, a, it's something that actually looks good or works well. And you know, your friend is more likely to recommend something with good intention towards you than respectfully some random person online. And it, I just want to talk a little bit about how we got to this point. And I think a huge reason why is because, especially on TikTok, products started going viral so much that 
individual creators were being rewarded for hyping something up maybe more than it actually deserves. And it makes sense. It's because when you see someone talk about something in a really excited manner and, you know, they're being loud or they love it or what have you, it's more fun to watch and more engaging. And it leads to longer watch time and more engagement with that piece of content, right? Versus imagine like seeing a TikTok and someone's like, oh, I tried this, but it was okay. You would swipe so damn quick, right? It makes sense. But that has led to an online culture of people just overhyping shit all the damn time. And so is it really that good? You don't know anymore. We're going back to one word of mouth and two gatekeeping a little bit, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to gatekeep certain things. I'm going to gatekeep my fucking doctor, my dermatologist, things that I don't want to see a billion people at all the time. Or maybe products that um the stock is not that high of, you know, or more niche things that I know will go bye-bye, or I will gatekeep things until I buy and receive them and then I'll tell people about it. <laughs> Anyways, word of mouth, love it. Next, something that's in, hopefully in 2024, and that I'm going to try to do more of in 2024, just um, not complaining about the small things and sometimes even the big things. Yeah, just not complaining, not caring, non-reactivity to things. I mentioned this a little bit in one of my things that are out, but yeah. I don't want to be pulled on an emotional roller coaster all the time. And sometimes I noticed when you pretend like something isn't a big deal, all of a sudden it just actually isn't a big deal. <laughs> so I'm tapping into that for next year, okay? Next, friend socialism. And listen, if you're into politics, I'm not the one to debate with, okay? Just hear me out when, just let me explain, okay? <laughs> what I mean, this is kind of in relation to hustle culture and capitalism. The whole premise and idea is just having your friends back because respectfully, we can't really count on our government to have our back all the time, now can we, okay? And just between friend groups being like, hey, or I actually have a friend pact with a couple of my friends where it's like, listen, I will never let you be on the streets. You will always have a place to stay if I have a place to stay. You need to live on my couch for a little while. I got you. And the thing is, oftentimes just having that safety net and expressing it to someone else, they're unlikely to ever need or use it. But having it makes a world of a difference to just their mindset and how they feel generally, knowing that they can count and rely on someone else. And I recognize this a lot because I'm so blessed to have that within my family. Like oh, when I was at my worst or really struggling, one thing my parents always told me is like, hey, you can say F it to everything. Come back to your, you know, your uh, childhood home. You will always have a room with us, whatever you need. And did I ever take them up on that? No. But having that in the back of my mind really helped 
tone all of my other problems down and helped me address them from a perspective of, I can do this, this is manageable because I have a safety net. My mindset isn't so chaotic. It's harder to deal with things when your mindset is chaotic or you're unsure or your emotions are on high. And to have someone be there and be like, hey, I'm your safety net. Let's be that for each other. Let's create these little pockets of communities. I often find myself being really overwhelmed by the sad things that I see online. And one of the sayings that really saves me from that is, tend to the garden that you can touch. Help the people that you can help around you. And if everybody tries to do that, we will make change bit by bit. Next up, and this is also on JT's list, therapy. Therapy is so in. Therapy is so in. (laughs) And you want to know why? Because we can't count on our boyfriends, our girlfriends, or our friends to fix all our fucking problems. We can't. And we can't always fix all our fucking problems all the time. And therapy is one of the most surefire ways to improve as a person and work on things as a person and become a better version of yourself. When I get to know someone and they say that they either are in therapy or they've been in therapy before, love that. Like, it's low-key hot. Like, damn. You stay taking care of your mental health like that? (sighs) Spicy. (laughs) No, seriously. And... I think it kind of signals to you as someone who might engage with this person romantically, sexually, platonically even, even just as a friend, you're like, oh, this person has a good system within which they can handle their emotions or deal with them. Anyways, therapy is just so in, okay? Two more things that are in, okay? One not going to the function, Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay home and I'm not going to feel bad about it. And I'm going to say it in a nice way. I'm not going to say, oh my God, no, I don't want to go or whatever. I say, oh, that sounds really nice. I'll see if I can make time. I would love to go. I'm not sure if I will, but we'll see. You know, it doesn't have to be a huge deal, but sometimes it's just better to stay in, save yourself some energy, not feel like you need to do everything all the time. And then when you do decide to go out, you can be a hundred percent yourself. Cause when you go out, but you weren't fully feeling it or you're not feeling too well about yourself, you're like a shell of who you are. And that's not the impression I want to give people. So if I go, I want to go at a hundred percent me. Otherwise, I'm staying home, I'm recharging, that's it, period, okay? This reminds me a lot of, um, you know, in college, they show you that triangle and they say school, social life, sleep. Those are the endpoints of the three triangles. And then they say, pick two out of three. (laughs) I swear, that triangle is so damn valid. Like, how can we truly have time to work and pursue whatever career we do, have a flourishing social life, and get enough rest? It's freaking hard. 
And so sometimes you need to choose rest over a social life. I know it sucks. And sometimes you need to choose a social life over work. Okay? You need to make those decisions here and there to lead to an overall balance. Forget doing everything. Okay? It's overwhelming and it leads to you half-assing everything. And I swear, this whole like pick two out of three, it just gets harder and harder as we get older. So our decision making needs to get better and better too. Last but not least, what I think is in for 2024 is embracing your unique features, history, background, accessories, whatever is a little bit different about you. I feel like that's so in. Maybe it's just me, but I'm so tired of this uniform, white, Eurocentric beauty standard. Like, we get it. We get it, and we know how to achieve it. It's like, okay. But now I want to see what's a little bit different about you. What's special? Because before, I feel like this beauty standard was like so visually appealing that we loved it. And yes, it is visually appealing, but we've seen enough of it. And it's something that has been replicated over and over and over and over. And that's why trends come and go, because even visually we get tired of things. And so how can we kind of even avoid that without having to lean into trends all the time? By leaning into what sets, what sets us apart a little bit. Embrace that unique feature of yours. Sure, like beautify yourself however you want. Lean into the other things that you want or the beauty standards that you do like. But retaining a couple things about you that set you apart, I think it looks so good. On top of that, it makes you more memorable as a person. It makes you more recognizable. It makes you stand out in good ways. I love all those things. So yes, all in all, I feel like there's a general theme with everything that I've said. And I think it's a theme of like, we're tired. <laughs> and so avoiding like little things that we can do to hopefully avoid that tiredness, one. And two, embracing certain things about ourselves. I feel like we're in a little bit of a protect your energy era. And I fuck with myself era. And I'm not giving all my fucks out era. Okay. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But if you guys are in the same boat, let's get it. Let's go. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, would love to see your feedback. I think there's a little feedback portion within Spotify, whether you want to rate it or you want to reply specifically and give feedback to this episode. I just love seeing all those comments. It makes me so happy. Take care. I'll see you in the next one. And it's just made me so happy to grow this lovely little community. Um, again, in line with all of these things that I've mentioned, I'm trying to be very intentional with the content that I make and the things that I put out and making sure that it is like 100% me and not just trying to like reel in as many people or as much whatever. Nah, I want 
just like a cool little community and that's what we have and to just feel like I can always be my honest self when I talk on this podcast and so far so good it's been making me very happy and it feels very fulfilling emotionally like like intellectually stimulating and creatively fulfilling too love it love it and I hope you guys can find similar things that make you feel similarly in your lives too and I'll see you in the next one in the next one bye